podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Frank Benali. This is Klaus Lundekram. I'm Matt Letizia. Dean Hammond here. And you're listening to In That Number. Here is with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush, and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84 Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, in that Number Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email to inthatnumberpodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of In That Number. This is episode 183. Today, we focus on Sunday afternoon's trip to Old Trafford, where we earned a crucial point on the road. Uh, But the weekend didn't start too well in terms of our rivals. Uh, Liverpool humiliate Man United and then lose to Bournemouth. Brentford undefeated in the league since October. uh, And then they go and lose to Everton. Leeds and West Ham also picking up points. So all that considering... I would have taken a draw at Old Trafford. Going down to 10 men, you sensed maybe, just maybe, we could get something more out of this. And we probably should have done. But we'll discuss the game and we'll be on hand to discuss the return to St Mary's as we take on both Brentford and Spurs in another busy week. Uh, No Tim this week, so you'll just have to put up with me and the Moscow mush. So let's welcome him now. Kevin, how are you? Uh, (laughs) I know how you are. You're not you're not feeling too good today, are you? But, you know, we've had a week oh, off. Yeah. We've had a week off since that Leicester win. Um, and you've had a birthday. So I would like to wish you a, a very happy birthday. I know it's a little bit belated now, but um, but yes. Yeah, so h- how are you feeling? I'm feeling like absolute shit. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, it is a bit of a, a trope, wasn't it? That we're, we're, we're both hungover for, for the podcast. But yeah. fuck me. I, don't, I think I've done myself this time. Well, I mean, I, I was feeling awful when I got up this morning, but I've already been up and been to work and, and I, I'm over the worst of it. I think I, I just need to get some food in me now. I think that, that that's it. And then then I'll be all right. Yeah. But, yeah, I will. I will say that you're probably a little bit worse than I am. <laughs> that's just what happens when they put a game on Sunday afternoon, isn't it? Yeah, bastards. I mean, I'm glad you don't have to see me. It's just, it's just not a pretty sun. But anyway, how was your birthday? Grand. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I had a good, I had a good day. Excellent. Uh, and what did you get up to last week in the uh, in, in the week off? I think I just had a lion. Yes, me too. I enjoyed it. I mean, we didn't actually. I mean, we we were planning to go ahead and and, and do the episode after the Leicester win, but uh, something come up here. And, yeah, and oh. it, the whole day just wasn't really. I just didn't really fill up to it, so we didn't really um, we didn't record. And it's a shame because I mean we had a win, and it would have been nice to actually chat about about it and all that, but. 
yeah things things come up and we, and we just yeah we just couldn't do it so um never mind but here we are and and props to you kevin for feeling like shit and still doing this yeah um i must say like <laughs> it's it, it, it it's 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 tough um I'm, I'm, but i'm glad that we don't have you know three losses back to back to talk about this time no no, that, that is true. Without getting too much into a political debate, because, I mean, I know you're not probably ready for it now, but did you watch Match of the Day on Saturday or did you boycott? Um, I didn't. Um, I'm quite interested as to, to what it was. I heard it was just highlights with no commentary or mm. anything. Yeah. Well, did I didn't see? I didn't watch it because I was, um, yeah, I, I, did, I didn't feel the need. You know, Saints weren't on there, so I didn't feel the need to do it. But I did actually catch Match of the Day too. Uh, in preparation for the for the Man United game, and um, yeah, it was it was just it was it's kind of like watching a YouTube video. We're just looking at highlights. It was just like a, a quick. Of course, Saints were on last, <laughs> uh, and it was just a quick. Yeah, this is what happened. No commentary, just the sounds of the game. Yeah, it's weird. We're gonna move on because I say you need to go to bed <laughs> and sleep I, this I off. To do a lot. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's um let's hit the ITN news then. This is ITN in that number news. Okay, ITN news. Uh, there wasn't an awful lot of news to to go through actually, but there's um there's a couple of things that have taken my fancy uh in the week. Um, the Charlie Alcaraz thing, the, the the wonderful moment in his winner against Leicester, and um, he suffered a knee injury in the celebration. It could only happen to us, right? Um, yeah, he had scans on it, and it revealed no serious damage, but it did cause him to miss training uh, in the days before the trip to Old Trafford, which left him in doubt. But you know, we now know that it wasn't a problem because, of course, he started at Old Trafford, so we didn't even really need to report that. But I just thought it was really funny that you know. <laughs> he injures his knee in a celebration. I wonder what happens uh, after that, what he said to, to Alcaraz. <laughs> Fly on the wall in that dressing room. Don't do it again. Yeah, no one's allowed to celebrate ever again, just to, just as a, as a warning. If Sellers has said to him, like, no more sliding. Just a yeah, quick pat on the back and said, well done, old chap. Something like that. I don't know. Tino Livramento, uh, the injury setback from him. Uh, you, you'll recall that in January he was spotted on crutches and... He's since been under the knife, actually. He's had corrected, uh, a corrected procedure. Still no timescale, but um, I don't expect him to be back before the season's end, really. And, and it's, it's almost a year to the day now. And um, But uh, hopefully the worst is behind him. Yeah, I don't think it was anything serious, just just some complications from it. And um, yeah, he could he could still possibly be back like late April, but there's no need to rush him, really, is there? Um, no, I mean, no. You've got fullbacks to, to fill in. Yeah, it's just a shame for him, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he's a star player, really. Him and, him and Broy are excellent. Exactly. Lost, lost both of them. Yeah, right. Yeah, Kev, I read a nice piece from um, uh, Alfie House on the five players uh, that are playing for the future uh, with relegation threatening and all that. And I, I wanted your opinion on these. Um, I'll start with the first one. Jan Bednarek. Um, <laughs> Yeah, where do we where do we go with him really? Because from his comments when he left for Villa, obviously he's been recalled. He's still making those individual errors. Uh, been in the starting eleven under Jones and Sellers as well. But uh, you know, he, he's the closest thing we have to a captain in that back line, really. But survival or relegation, 
you know, is he a part of the team next season? That's a very good question. Um, I mean, he's, he hasn't been that bad since he's come back. I mean, despite the classic mm-hmm. going gone. Uh, it's weird with him, isn't it? Because he has had those good performances, and he just they're, they're tarred by that one error that's proved to be costly in almost every game. It's not as if we don't have backups with DCC and Salisu, but we've got Chapnianko. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how he fits in. I'm not sure. Yeah, as a Premier League player or as a Championship player, I just don't know where you know whether he's going to be a part of this team or not. Um, the second one was Che Adams, and it's just it's hard to imagine at the start of this season life without him, really, wasn't it? And you know he's our top scorer yeah. this season, and he's most likely to be moving forward. Excuse me, uh, but he has missed a ton of chances this season, and. Too many, most probably, and and with like Sulemana and Onuachu here now, you know, I don't, I don't know what's next for him. Is he a player that will, I don't know, will he relish Championship life just like Teller? <laughs> One thing I do know is that if he needs to find that goal scoring touch soon for himself and for and for Saints, but yeah, I, I don't know. Would you think they could possibly move on from from Che? He's a great player, but it's difficult to say that we've, we've missed him. Oh, um, another player in, in his mould. With um, Adam Armstrong, he also can't score for shit. Yeah, he's not um, quite as yeah. bad. Well, I mean, he just doesn't get the same amount of minutes as Shane. Yeah. But, you know, with him and not Jumara. Yeah, I mean, the team's bloated as it is. It's, it's going to depend on whether we stay up or go down. Who's going to go? I think if we... I think... I think he stays regardless whether we go down or not. And I think he'll be all right next year in the championship. I think he will. I think him and Adam Armstrong could have a, could have a good career for Saints in that league. I, I do. It, it's, it so seems... We're going to have to offload about 10 players and he could easily be one of them. Yeah, possibly. I mean, well, James Will Prowse will probably go. Lavi will probably go and we'll, we'll get onto that in a bit. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be some players like that. that and, well, Alcaraz even, you know, yes. and, or, or Sitch. All the players that are going to bring in some money, yeah. uh, and you've got these buyback clauses as well, haven't you? So there's a lot of that that could uh, could be activated, but who knows? Uh, next one is G- Gavin Bazunu. <laughs> I- I- I've been really critical of him for a while. Um, I-, I do think he has a future here, and you know he will be good. But for right now, he's not what we need given our situation i know yesterday he i oh, sorry you know it was yesterday wasn't it he was um he was excellent in that game yesterday so he has got those games in him um but alfie said that you know no 20 year old should be given a start in the premier league and i think he's right because tough task wasn't it and you know these mistakes he's making are becoming more frequent and it's not helping his confidence but I, I believe we can't. Would McCarthy be any better? Right now, I think so. Uh, but I mean, I, I believe we can hang on to him. Relegation or survival. And I, I just think he just needs some, some more time and, and, and he can uh, he can be good. But like I say, next season, start afresh and in a, possibly in a division below could be uh, really good. And we, we, we played Man United at Old Trafford yesterday and he was excellent. So... He has got those games, and that that would do his confidence the world of good. So if he can keep playing like that, then yeah, no problem. Um, I think he's one of the one of the few players that would definitely um, benefit from a season in the championship. Yeah, well, Adam Armstrong as well. I don't need Adam Armstrong. Uh, the next one, Elianusi, <laughs> the, the one I'm oh, I, the one I'm least sure on really. I mean, he will work for you. He'll put a shift in, but. What is his What is his best attribute? I don't really know because he's not really great at any one thing, is he? 
Um, and that question remains, you know, what is he doing in training all this time? You know, for three managers this season, they like him. He must be doing something right in training. All three managers have said the same thing. And actually, when you know, when he came on against Leicester, we were one nil up. He came on and he was booed. And you look at his record all season. He's had, he's had no goals. He's had one assist. What is he doing near this side right now? And and he's out of contract in the summer. So I I, I do think it, it's time to move on from him. And it's and it's not as if we don't have any options in his position. Yeah, I don't know. He's out of contract in the summer, so we're going to have to sign him to sell him on. Basically. Or unless they sell him now, yeah, before his contract runs out. <laughs> so I just sign him on for six months and then sell him. <laughs> like just much. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Orsic, Mislav Orsic, um, he's been here for three months now, and we're still not really sure what he, you know, whether he can work in our current system. I mean, his agent has been out uh, speaking and has said that he, he won't rule out a return to Zagreb. I still really want him to to succeed here. I, I want to see him in the starting lineup and give him the time to see what what we have with him. Because I mean, he's had success wherever he's been, hasn't he? And uh, is it a case of us? failing him more possibly he hasn't really kicked on i don't know whether it's not in the quite right mindset or um he's not not enjoying his time in southampton but yeah he wasn't even in the side was he no no and there's something yeah as i say we've said many times before there's something going on he doesn't seem to be very happy and i don't know i i say i I still want him to succeed because i know what sort of a player he is it's just that we haven't we haven't seen it and he hasn't really been given the time has he elianusi's been taking his minutes give it to orsic but again he's not in the right frame of mind then there must be something going on that we we don't know about um and actually that that was his five by the way but i would add walcott to this list because there was rumors circling that he's considering retiring uh, retirement following the season's end i think he'd do all right in the championship at his current age and you know his experience it could be vital but we're talking about all these players and we're all say we're saying that (laughs) we're doomed for the championship but (laughs) it's still quite tight down there we can still make it out of this mess yeah i mean yeah i know it's not over yet but i think you know i've been half one foot in the championship for a few weeks now I think you know fans are sort of coming to terms with the fact that this is very much a possibility. Yeah. No matter how much you believe. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll quite, about a year ago we'd been trying to get rid of him uh, as soon as possible, but he's shown he's, he's definitely got something to offer this season. He just I thought he was great yesterday. I mean, he missed a couple of good chances and opportunities, but who doesn't? But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah that's, uh, nothing a little bit of transfer news, Kev. Uh, Romeo Lavia is being monitored still. We all know that, but it's no secret that Chelsea were interested. And Man City, of course, have that buyback clause, which could be activated in the summer. That's 40 million quid. Um, but now the other Manchester club apparently is interested in pursuing him. Uh, oh. To me, Kev, this is clear cut, right? Stay up, he stays. Go down. He goes. And I, yeah, I think that's more true than, than James Ward-Prowse as well. I think he's, because he's got potential suitors already and that buyback clause is, is just lingering over him. Uh, he's, yeah, he's definitely uh, uh, a whole property, isn't he? Uh, he's been the, the standout of all the signings that we made this season. Or fucking how many? 16 of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was quite that many, but yeah. Oh yeah, he, he's great, isn't he? And I, I think he, he, he's going to be a Premier League player, isn't he? He doesn't. 
I know he's still young and a season in the championship wouldn't hurt him, but I just I just think right now he's still good enough to play in the, in, in the Premier League at his age and he probably feels like he deserves it as well. So, yeah, I think mm. go down, he goes, stay up, he stays. Simple. Same with James, James Ward-Prowse as well. Um, yeah. Where do you see Prowse going? I don't know. Can you see him at Spurs? I don't know why, but I can see him at Liverpool. Oh, don't say that. No, I, I don't <laughs> think it. Don't, I don't think he'll go to Liverpool. Take the captain's armband off of uh, Anderson. Wow, actually, I mean, they, the Liverpool are struggling in that position, aren't they? So they've either got yeah. they're, they're either too young or they're too old. Um, and James Will Prowse kind of fits the bill, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Let's not think about that. <laughs> um, loan watch start right. Yes, uh, Kazima Legby at Harrogate Town. Um, they won two 0 last weekend at Doncaster. Uh, Kazima Legby got an assist in that game, so. Nice, that's good. Uh, Will Smallbone at Stoke. They had a 5-1 win at Sunderland, and Will Smallbone got a hat-trick of assists. Brilliant performance, man of the match performance. And it's interesting that Alex Neal, the Stoke manager, has moved him in a more advanced role, and it looks like it's been a good move because, um, yeah, he's, he's doing a lot better in that position. It's kind of a similar sort of thing that happened with James Ward-Browse when I think um, Nathan Jones, wasn't it, pushed him up in almost that <clears throat> That that flittering between the six, the eight, and the ten role, and he seemed to do well there. But yeah, Will Smallbone's been uh, flirting with that a little bit, and uh, yeah, hat trick of assists for him, so nice. Yeah, I mean, do, do you see him coming back? Do you see a, a, a slot for him in the team? Uh, I mean, if he don't, if he was to come back, he'd probably be the the at the back of the line, won't he? Mm. If, I mean, unless we're in the championship. Yeah, again, it really depends on who we who we sell. You know, if James Ward-Prowse and, and Lavia go, then sure, yeah, we're going to need him. Um, and, and, and anybody in that sort of position we're going to need, but Nathan Teller included, most probably. I know he's, he's more of an advanced player, but... Again, though, it could be one of those situations that if we stay up, would they look at selling him? Um, and if they go down, we're going to lose, the, you know, the core brilliant players that we have, and then we're going to need players like Smallbone to fill that role. Yeah, I think that really depends whether we get, we we stay or go, doesn't it? Um, and Nathan Teller, uh, another Burnley win, and more from Red Hot Nathan Teller. Three 0 win over Wigan, and a brace from Teller. That's 14 in the Championship now, 16 in all competitions. Yeah, brilliant. Stella from Teller. Luke Pearce, he's he's on uh, on loan at Eastbourne Borough. They, he had a brilliant week the other the other week. There was a a game against Taunton, Taunton Town. Uh, they were a goal down and he scored twice uh, and got the win. Uh, and then again last weekend against Chelmsford um, for a 2-2 draw. So yeah, he scored three goals in two games. So that's that's good from from Luke Pierce. Birthdays, Kev. We've got quite a lot of birthdays this week or the week that's just gone. Uh, Monday the 6th of March, we had Nathan Redmond. How old is Nathan mm. Redmond? 31. 29. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and then on Tuesday the 7th of March, it was Dean Hammond. 44. Oh, he's 40. He's 40. <laughs> I'd say 40. stop right there. Yeah, he's 40. Yeah, mm. Dean Hammond's 40. Uh, Wednesday the 8th, we have Ibrahima Diallo. 25. Uh, 24. Friday the 11th of March, of course, we had you, Kevin. Nigel Atkins. And Nigel Adkins, yeah, but we had you. That's more important, right? What are you, 24, 25 now? Uh-huh, thanks. Yeah, I'm at the height of my career. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nigel Adkins. How old is Nigel Adkins? 57. Oh, 58. Very good. Um, 
And then lastly, we had on Sunday, the 12th of March, that was that was yesterday, wasn't it? Uh, Bradley Wright Phillips. Oh, wow. Um, 38? Yes, 38. Well done. Oh, his, his date of birth, Kev, Bradley Wright Phillips, 12th of March, 1985. Mm-hmm. Just a day off of yours. I don't know if you knew <laughs> that, but yeah. Interesting. Where are we with the B team? Yeah, they played on Friday the 3rd of March uh, against Not- uh, Nottingham Forest uh, at the Snow Stadium and they lost 2-0. And then on Friday the 10th, they played again at the Snow Stadium in the Premier League Cup quarter final uh, and they lost to Blackburn 4-1. So, yeah, dumped out of that. Not a great start uh, of the month for the B. So, yeah, that's not looking good. Um, and they play Villa next away on Friday the 17th of March. Disappointing. Uh, women. Uh, they played on Sunday the 5th of March against Charlton at the Valley and they lost 1-0. Uh, and then yesterday, Sunday the 12th of March, they played uh, at home to Blackburn at St. Mary's uh, and that was 0-0. So they need to find that goal scoring form again because, well, much like the men really. But yeah, they don't seem to be uh, finding the net uh, very easily at the moment. Uh, but they're still like, what, they third in the table? So still got a good chance of going up. Uh, and they play Durham next at home on Sunday the 19th. That's, uh, that's at St. Mary's. Under 18s, the last match they played was... Well, they've played three times since we recorded, actually, Kevin. So they played in that Youth Cup quarterfinal against Preston at Deepdale, um, and they had a 3-1 win. That was Kamari Doyle with a brace, and, of course, Ballard with the third. And then they played two days later on the Saturday the 4th, and they had a 5-2 loss at Fulham. And then they played Saturday, the 11th of March, and 2-0 loss to Leicester. So <laughs> not good for the under-18s either. But, um, and they played Chelsea next uh, away at Cobham on Saturday, the 18th of March. It's a shame that Jimmy J. Morgan's not fit uh, to be playing in that one. OK, Man United then on Sunday, the 12th, Kev. Uh, starters, it was just one change from that Leicester win then, and it was forced. Um, Perro was in for Maitland-Niles, who picked up a knock in training. Uh, which, of course, meant that Kyle Walker-Peters could slot back into his more favoured right-back position. Um, but it's, I guess, difficult for Sayers to, to change a winning side. Um, obviously, that one force change, which you couldn't really complain about. But other than that, were you happy with the, with the selection? I mean, yeah, we've talked about them already, but um, Walcott, the kind of surprise package of this part of the season. Again, I mean, it's always a bit of a lottery, isn't it? There's so many players, you're never, never sure... Um, which which midfielders we're going to have in there? Mm. But um, Alcaraz, him in there? Yeah, after his obviously, start moment. Yeah, obviously he was he was a doubt, wasn't he? But yeah, he comes straight back into the side, which was which was massive. <laughs> yeah, without that silly knee injury. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, nil nil, fair result for you, Kev, on on balance. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I, um, I, I I don't think if um, United had eleven men that we would have come away with anything. If I'm honest. No, I don't know. But, I mean, I, um, I, I thought we were solid. I thought we we, we played really well. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just takes you know one um, moment of madness for it to all slip away. Yeah, we've but, seen that. Before. Yeah, well, <laughs> definitely. I mean, we've seen us fucking up against ten men as well this season. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's true. Uh, but, I mean, a point at Old Trafford is great, isn't it? At any part really? of the season. Yeah, yeah it's an amazing result. It, it's, ju- it's just knowing that, you know, a win could have taken us out of that drop zone and then Casemiro getting sent off, you know, on the half hour. And the chances that we had to take the three points, 
don't know, should we be gutted not to take the three points? Is it one of those, like, on the balance mm. at the start, you think, yeah, point out Trafford, I'll take it. But considering the whole, the, the way that the match played out, the chances that we, we had, the the, the, the ten men, uh, looking back and thinking, oh, I don't know, if I'm just being a little bit greedy here. Yeah, I mean, probably with a little bit more luck on our side, we, we maybe could have edged it. I mean, Peter's hit the woodwork, a couple of uh, wood browse free kicks that, um, mm. It didn't go in. Um, but it was pleasing that, you know, given our current position and, and the opposition that we were facing, I know they got battered last week, but, you know, we had a go and it looked like they were up for it. They weren't daunted by it anyway, and they, and they didn't want to sit deep, and, and they crafted some some early chances as well. And that, that mm. big chance from Walcott with that header, but, you know, the point-blank save from De Gea, anywhere else, and that goes in, doesn't it? But like like you said, a little bit of luck. Mm. They had a, he had a few one-on-one chances, but um, yeah, maybe earlier iterations of Walcott would have put in. Yeah, I, I really, really wanted a Walcott goal. I'm, I'm sure he did as well. Um, but yeah, the, the 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 big talking point, Kev, the Casemiro ejection. Uh, what are your mm. th- what are your thoughts on that? Red card, yellow card. What what do you think? Well, I saw it. I saw it in real time. I, I wasn't sure um, who they were looking at. Um, <laughs> Whether it was uh, Casemiro or Alcaraz. Well, you thought you thought um, it was um, simulation from Alcaraz. No, I, I, well, they were both going for the ball. I thought like, oh, maybe maybe it, maybe it was Alcaraz <laughs> that made the foul. Oh. But I mean, when they were looking at it again, but I, I suppose it's weird when it goes to VAR, it's almost guaranteed to be given. But I, I think the more I looked at it, the more I felt sorry for him. I think it was a bit a bit harsh red. I don't know the stubs are up and everything, but. Um, yeah, I was kind of a bit gutted from. Yeah, he he's not that sort of player, and I know he's he's been sent off mm. twice now this season, and that I I just think that was unlucky on on his part. And when I first saw it, I thought it was a good tackle, and then you yeah. see it in slow motion, you think, oh, and then you saw the yellow car come out, and you thought, okay, maybe it was a little bit harsh. And then when they went and had a look at it, and you know that Peter Andre Mariner is on VAR, and Christ. yeah, and I thought, well, there's no way that he's that he's not going to say this is a yellow, and, and he gave the red, and I thought, I, I I can I can understand why he gave it because of the studs and all that, but he did get the ball, and he did go over the top of the ball, and he just landed on his shit. I I don't think it's a red, I think it's harsh. I think yeah, a yellow card would have been fine. Yeah, I mean, a bit was to our, to our advantage, obviously, so I'm all for it. But yeah, it really was bit much. But yeah, much like that dreaded Wolves game that sealed Jones's fate, the, the, the team with ten men looked better than us, and United started to squeeze us at that point, and they had a penalty shout as well, didn't they? Then, and then I think it was, it was Bella Kotchak, oh, wasn't it, when he's on all fours, chest. I was still convinced after I saw the replay that that was handball, but then. You know, I looked at it a few times and thought, no. Doesn't go near his hand. No, I thought I thought it hit his arm at the top. That was one of about three three or four times I had the comment that say it's saying Stonewall penalty. Uh, oh, okay, no, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, no, um, no penalty, of course, nothing. And and I know that uh, Rashford tried to try to get a penalty as well uh, later on in, uh, in yeah, that was cheap, second half. Yeah, why didn't he get booked for that? Booked by the way, simulation. Yeah, they, they, he didn't book him. That was worse than bloody Casemiro. But, <laughs> hey, um, but yeah, Bazunu, Kev, I mentioned him at the top of the show. Great performance, I thought. B- busy first half for him, really. And I remember yeah. thinking before the game, you know, when I saw him in the tunnel and he died, I thought, oh, my God, he looked, his eyes looked glazed over. I thought this could be a horrible afternoon for him because, you know, you're already low on confidence, rock bottom of the league and... You know, it's not the sort of place that you want to go to, bearing in mind that, you know, Saints have lost 
quite heavily there in the past. I'm not going to say it. Um, but yeah, my goodness, he needed that, didn't he? And that some of the saves that he pulled off in this game were great. That save on Varane, uh, that was yes. absolutely outstanding because he read that situation well because it was a cross and we can't say that he's done that too much this season. He doesn't deal with crosses too well, but he read that situation perfectly, got in the right position for where Varane was, was and just, yeah, just got right in the way of that shot. That was excellent goalkeeping. It was nil-nil at the break. And did you know, right, that out of our 26 games we played, we failed to score in uh, 18 first halves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, we, but we did have the chances. And, and, you know, I'm looking at these these halftime stats and we had six shots to their five and, you know, 45% possession. Not bad at all. You know, obviously not making, not making that numerical advantage count, but it's still losing the possession. But that's what happens, doesn't it? We, mm. we, we can't, we, we, apparently we can't play against 10 men. Well, I mean, kept, kept a clean sheet against uh, one of the top sides. Back. Yeah, yeah. yeah, early early second half chance as well created from, from Walker-Peters because he does brilliantly down that right. He takes on Rashford, uh, gets to the edge of the box, whips and across, and McTominay does the work for us and almost put it in his own net. Um, but another yeah. good chance. And yeah, that was, um, I think it was Wan-Bissaka, wasn't it, who had to clear that off the line because that beat uh, De Gea. Yeah, I was amazed that he could cross the line it looked like it from the camera angle. It looked like it was going back in. But then I realised yeah. it was it was cleared. And I thought, oh. <laughs> but yeah, um, and more, more chances, obviously, that the James Wood browse free kick and glance the top of the crossbar. That was close. And that would have been special, wouldn't it, to level, level Beckham's record in his own backyard. Mm. Walker Peters hitting the woodwork again as well. Oh, yeah, that was a great effort, wasn't it? That was, um, yeah, De Gea was beat there as well. Yeah, definitely. Just, just an inch, and it was back in. Uh, Salah's making those changes as well. He made quite an early one. He put, he brought on uh, Stu, Stu for uh, for Alcaraz, and I don't know if that was because of his injury or uh, just wanted to monitor that, monitor that a little bit more, and it will give Stu more minutes or whatever. But um, uh, it did seem to do the trick as well because we had, we had uh, Walcott had that chance one on one with De Gea, and I don't know what was he tried to do with that. Is he, do you think he's just tried to hit that, or do you think he's tried to chip him because? When I looked at that again, it looked, yes, it looked like it's a chip. Slow. Yeah. Mm. His pace has vanished, hasn't it? It's just not there. Totally. It? I was amazed that he was um, that he played as long as he did. I yeah. thought he would have been the first substitutions, but I need to keep going. No, yeah, exactly. We're just lacking that bit of quality when it matters, aren't we? Like in those situations. And it's dog Che Adams all season. And it looks like Walcott's taken, like, taken the baton and, and, and just can't get that bit of luck, bit of quality when, when you need it. We keep signing more, more forwards that can't score. I want to add you and Mara as well. No chance. <laughs> we'll find it soon. We will. Uh, Bazunu save again. Another piece of quality. That save on, on Fernandez, the one that he pushed onto the post. That, that was excellent as well. Oh, yeah, really yeah, and then uh, we made more substance. I think Mara and Adam Armstrong came on. Like you said, more strikers that can't find the net. Not exactly inspiring, but uh, Onu actually comes on for Walcott in the 84th minute, Kev. So, yeah, you got 84 minutes out of Walcott. It's crazy. But, I mean, it was an entertaining nil nil, wasn't it? And I, I was happy with the, Definitely. with the performance, with the result. Yeah, 18 shots. And it, that's impressive. And forced De Gea into action quite a lot. We hit the post, we hit the bar, had a one-on-one, a point-blank header. Um so, yeah, I mean, with all that drama, do you consider it a point gained or two drops? Oh, definitely a point gained. Oh, that's good. You're being positive yeah. there. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I mean none I... of us expected anything uh, from this match at all. So it's just a shame that that one point doesn't change anything that they've got on the table. No, because, I mean, again, like I said at the top of the show, it was just a bad weekend for the teams around us from our point of view. Mm. Just picking up games that are kicking up points against teams that they shouldn't, you know, normally. And it's, it's cruel, isn't it, when you're down there and you need it. But, but uh, Ruben Sayers, four Premier League games and three clean sheets. And that's one more than in our previous 34. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah and impressive. one clean sheet in 22 Premier League games this season before he took charge. Yes, we're not scoring, but we've stopped conceding for now. <laughs> might, yeah, I mean, you've got to do one or the other, haven't you? You've either got to stop conceding or start scoring more. Yeah, exactly. Because these um, single points are not going to do it for the rest of the season. You need to pick up three points and, and they need to come soon just to just to ease the pressure a little bit more but um you got any stats kev um i mean just the use i mean we talked we talked about the the, the 45 percent possession uh which is impressive um yeah 17 shots four on four on target um mm. united also had four on target i've struggled to remember um yeah all, all of those bazunu saves weren't they the varan one mm. uh the, the rashford one the bruno one so, uh but yeah all saves yeah, and they lost. That's right, yeah. Yeah, excellent. When you look at the stats and you just think, yeah, 53% possession to Saints. I know it was 10 men, but mm-hmm. still, that's impressive. I like it. Um, Sayas said at the end of the game, uh, I feel really comfortable with the performance. We saw a team with character and a team who came here to Old Trafford trying to implement the idea of how we do things and be disappointed with just a point. In possession, the calmness that our players showed in every situation, trying to build out, trying to find each other, trying to exploit the spaces. It's what we spoke about before the game. I think it's a team that's working together, fighting together, playing together, and the team spirit is here. Yeah, he seems happy. Well, we're all happy. (laughs) Yeah, a win against against Leicester and a point against Man United. Clean sheets. Stuff of dreams. I mean, yeah, and and the, just that that that, that high pressing football they're playing in the first half. Um, yes, yeah, incredible to see it working again. Even with Walcott uh, on the side. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know what? Especially with Walcott, I think he was integral to. Yeah, that's what we want to do. That's the way that that Ralph wanted to play, and obviously Sayas has, has taken a lot of uh, a lot of guidance from him. So hopefully that can that can work moving forward. Uh, Kev, man of the match. Oh, fucking hell. Um. Maybe maybe Walker Peters. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought I thought he was outstanding. Yeah, I, I Carl Walker Peters was good. Yeah, I thought, I thought he looked looked threatening down that right and almost gave us the goal, didn't he, from that McTominay redirection mm. and could have had one himself when he hit the post. But I, I don't know. I, I'm going to give it to Gavin Bazunu. I think mm, I can say sure. without any fear of contradiction that this was his best game in a Saints shirt. Um, as I said, United had four shots on target and Baz yeah. had four saves. And if you do the maths, Kevin, that's 100% safe percentage. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that will do your season Shit. average no harm. Can we build on this, Kev? Can we, can we do this against, uh, against Brentford and Spurs? And th- this Brentford game on Wednesday, this is obviously the rescheduled one from the, from the Queen's death. Um, so, yeah, that's on Wednesday, the 15th of March. That's a 7.30 kickoff at St. Mary's. Um, just been beat by them recently, didn't we, at the, at the GTEC Community Stadium. Three uh, nil, but yeah, it's Brentford. It's a good, good season again from them. And I mentioned it when we played them recently that Thomas Frank have 
uh, wonderful job. And look at if you look at the team on paper, it, 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 to me it seems like it should be near the bottom, but they're, they're punching above their weight. And Thomas Frank has got to take so many plaudits for that. And yeah, I know they got beat by by Everton uh, at Goodison on Saturday, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of those kind of read the results. But yeah, yeah very, very strong team. Um, really good defensively. And, um, yeah, Ivan Tony, um, he's not going to be serving that match ban for that betting scandal, is he, anytime soon? No. <laughs> no. That's, that's a shame. Yeah. He's got 16 goals this season and he's got four assists. So he leads the team with goals and assists. Actually, uh, Matthias Jensen's got four as well. So he joined the lead of that. But, but yeah, but before that shock, to Everton, their last five, it, it was three draws, two wins, uh, and they were undefeated uh, since October, I think I said at the start, didn't I? Yeah, October, and that was um, at Villa Park on October the 23rd. So, And they've only had five losses on the season. And Do you, do you think that loss to Everton is going to affect them, or do you think it's the, you know, it's just a blip? Or is it the start of a slide? I don't know. What do you think? Um, I doubt it, yeah. I think it's probably is just, like you said, just a blip. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, they're just a very good side. I mean... Since we beat them, what was it, 4 1? Yeah. Um, that was last season, um, wasn't it? Bro, yeah. Yeah, just to start the start of the Sport Republic era. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're a changed side since then. They, they've um, yeah, really yeah, got a good team stuck together. As are we. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, we'll see, I suppose. Yeah. Um, uh, predictions then. Um, Tim, Tim's obviously first at this time out, but um, he's not with us. Uh, so I'll let you know his his prediction. He's going for a 1-0 win to Brentford. Mm. I, however, think we can get something out of this game. I, I do think that that Everton one's going to affect them. Um, Saints have got a little bit of confidence. They've got more to play for than Brentford. They have to believe they can still get themselves out of this. I'm going to take a 1-1 draw, Kevin. OK, that wouldn't be a bad result. Yeah, I just don't see, I don't see it happening. I, I, I still see Stuyson behind. Um, yeah, I've only got... Uh, two wins at St Mary's this season. I don't uh, think this is going to be one. It's going to be a two 0 Brentford win. Uh, I was worried you were going to say that. I'd love to be proven wrong. Um, of course, the week it gets tougher. We uh, we got Spurs on Saturday, the 18th of March, uh, three o'clock kickoff, and that's also at St Mary's. Got an opening day hiding from them, really, didn't we? The sign of things to come for the season. It was a four-one loss at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. We took a one-nil lead there as well. Do you remember? That was um, Prousey. So, yeah. Spurs, yeah. Spurs, Kev, they're just a weird side. I, I guess they have been for the last 10 years or so. You never know what you're going to get with them. And it's a bit like us. Um, are they going to be pushing for a Champions League spot? Is it going to be Europa League? Or will they go on a slide and miss out totally? Because, I mean, we've seen them challenge for the title before back in um, 2016, wasn't it? Uh, when Leicester won, yeah. but they ended up finishing third. Spurs that. Yeah, exactly. And that yeah, spurs it up. And you just look at their last few games and it just says what I've, what I've, what I've been saying. They beat Forest on Saturday. They lost to Wolves the week before. You know, they beat Chelsea. They got spanked 4-1 to Leicester. They beat Man City 1-0. I mean, who are they? Just erratic. And that's, you know, it's just how I see them. And it must be frustrating to follow them. Not as frustrating as a Saints fan, of course. But yeah. I mean, you take Kane out of that, I and mean, they haven't had a lot of goals this season because he's got 22 of them. Um, Perisic, Perisic with nine assists. That's um, that's surprising. But yeah, how do you see Spurs, Kev? 
Um, yeah, just just like you say, um, there have been a, a very weird season of it. Um, like quite a few teams. I mean, Chelsea have just had a really bad patch, haven't they? Mm. Uh, they can't seem to get anything. Whereas, yeah, like again, like you said, uh, Spurs can go from yeah, spanking Palace four 0 to getting beat um, by Saints. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> wow. Uh, what are you reckoning on this one then? We go we go with predictions on this. I mean, it's me up first. I, I yeah, I'd go for a point against Brentford. Um, I, I'd take the point against Man United, obviously. Um, if we can get a point against Spurs, three points from those three games would be considered fantastic, I think. Because, um, I, I mean, before this, I would have thought, no, we're not going to get anything out of these three. Um, but I don't think we can beat Spurs. I think they're going to be on one of their good days. And I think we're um, I think we'll get, you know, battered, if I'm being honest. I don't think we'll be able to uh, be able to stop them. So I'm going to go for a, a three nil Spurs win, I'm afraid. Wow. OK. Well, I'm, I'm going to repeat your prediction against Brentford and, and go for a one or two. Excellent. <laughs> What's your thinking? It's now? not out of the question. It's not out of the question. Like they, they really could be any result. They've lost to some really shit teams this season. Maybe we could be one of them. Well, not losing, but yeah, yeah, can pick up a point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Uh, Tim, by the way, is going for a two-one Spurs win. Mm, yeah. Sensible. Yes. Um, the Discord then. No, nothing changed because everybody went for. Actually, one person went for a Saints win against Man United, but no points there, obviously. And, and everybody else went for a Man United win. So, Discord stays exactly the same. So yeah, as it was. Um, Super Six. There's been quite a lot of rounds since we last recorded. So we've got Colin Carter who won round 39 with 15 points. Uh, round 48 people won the round on 11 points. Uh, that was Jason Lewis, Stephen Allen, Andrew Knight. John Takeen, Terry Lubbock, Tom Hennigan, Stephen McCullough, and me. Uh, round 41 was won by Yasmin Wiseman, Terry Lubbock, and Jason Braganza with 11. And round 42, Tom Hennigan with 16. Round 43, Colin Carter, Jason Braganza, uh, Stephen McCullough on 13. Uh, the overall lead is Jason Braganza with 381. Fantasy football, Kevin. Yeah, I mean, it's a double gaming, so uh, in the midst of it, 59 points so far. It's not bad. That's okay. The average is 47. Mm. It is a double game week for, for certain people, isn't it? But, I mean, I've got Onuachi on my bench. <laughs> um, yeah, wow. I don't regret it. Um, 51 points. So, so that's not too long. I think the only person that's getting a, a double game week in my team is um is uh, Matoma. Yeah, I've got Palace on, uh, on Wednesday night at home. So, yeah. Uh, not a very good week for me. Turkey Sanchez and goal. didn't play that. No, that would take that would come out and uh, Jose Saar will come in. But yeah. Yeah, shame. I I left um Saar on the bench the week before and he picked up eleven points. Yeah, I did, but he got subbed in because I had Sanchez, didn't I? So yeah, he, uh, he, he I got those eleven points. I mean, the Pilots the Eagle of both still top um big margin. The, the top three of Lucy Heiner in third place. Uh, she's three points behind Jamie Thorpe in second. And Marlon Aiden and still top of the mm, It's quite close, though. It is still close. I think Jamie Yeah, Thorpe I mean, him. at this point in the game week, they all three of them got exactly the same 48 points. Mm, so. so they did, yeah. And Paul Gilliam got 63, so he's, he's breathing down their neck and forth. So, yeah, it's... Um, 
It's, it's close at the top, isn't it's it? Fine. You've slipped, Kev, haven't you? Yeah, I'm on I'm on Right, uh, where am I? Clue number one for five points. This stadium is located 63 miles from St. Mary's. Um, are you in Swindon? No, I'm not. Clue number two for four points. 24 miles southeast of Oxford. Are you at the Medeski? <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, clue number three for three points. Currently competing in League One. Uh, the stadium opened in 1990. Not a lot to go on there. No, I do, mate. Another guess, or do you want another clue? Hey, give me another clue. Okay, uh, clue four for two points. A market town located in the county of Buckinghamshire. Um, I'm blaming this on the hangover. Are you in Milton Keynes? No, I'm not. Uh, clue number five for one point. This hasn't happened in a while. Located oh. in the town of High Wycombe. Nicknames the Chair Boys. Wickham Wanderers. I am Wickham um, Wanderers, yeah. Uh, what's the name of the stadium, Kevin? Uh, yeah, is it the Trojan Condom Stadium? <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah, it's Adams Park. Adams Park, Wickham Adams Wanderers. Park. Yeah. Okay, Kev, that is it this week. I'm, I'm going to let you sleep off your hangover and perhaps get something to eat or do whatever it is that you need to do to get yourself back in the game. Uh, not do. <laughs> Don't do it again. Yeah. No more drinking. No. That's it. That's you're, it. Yeah. You're getting too old for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> really am. Yeah. Should know better. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, next week two games to go through again, and those yeah the games are uh, Brentford and Spurs. Uh, and until next time, up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up oh, Southampton. Podcast Network.